0: It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. Good afternoon. I'm Jeff Parles. It is Sports by the Book. Alex White is here as well. Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon. Wildcard Card Weekend. I'm excited to get into this.
0: You've had a busy week here. I have. You really have. You, you, you're on with Frank earlier in the week. You're going to be on with Frank again tomorrow on, on Punchlines. You're also going to be joining us on our Football Friday show well so it's a big week here
1: yeah it's a big football week i don't mind doing the little extra work here and getting to talk about these games as much as i can
0: so we have a good show today we will hear from our guy frank nicotero where the frank is nicotero see i finally have gotten it right it took me three weeks but i finally got what the segment's name is right uh and then of course uh our usual college basketball check-in on a thursday jim root three-man weave we'll get matt cox next week but we have jim root today for the second time in three weeks uh, by the way, BYU is off to an 0-2 start in the Big 12, Alex. <laughs> he and I actually made a little wager, a little okay. side wager, uh, based off of BYU's Big 12 placement. So we'll discuss that maybe on the uh, on the interview. Look, looking well. forward to that. So, uh, By the way, there's already been an NBA final, but I'm stunned that Frank didn't uh, take the petty cash and go to Paris today. Uh, the the uh, Cavs beat the Nets 111-102 to kick off the sports day with American sports teams. Uh, here today, but we are going to talk about the NFL because we're two days away from wild car weekend getting underway and pretty bad news out of Brown's camp today. Denzel Ward got injured in practice. Uncertain of his status. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, their kicker is not going to be ready to go. The love Riley Patterson, a former lion as their kicker. Uh, the line has moved to two at some spots behind us is actually the market high at two and a half. So, Slowly but surely, the money coming in on the underdog Texans at home, Alex.
1: Well, I already thought that the wrong team was favored in this, and we kind of talked about this off-air. I think we're on the same side here. What the Browns have done with Joe Flacco, I mean, I don't want to take away from him. They've done a great job. But when you really break it down and look at who they've played, I think this is going to be a step up for them. Also, Houston's defense has been top 10. They're quietly getting better throughout the year. So I think it's going to be a great game. I think the Texans have a little bit of a playoff game under their belt. So I know CJ Stroud, I know the rookie quarterbacks have not fared well in these first playoff games, but he faced the Colts last week. It was do or die for them in that one. So I think we'll see a great showing here from the Texans. I like them in this one at home.
0: You and I are in agreement on this game. I don't know if we're going to be in agreement much this weekend, but this just feels like where, and credit to Joe Flacco, Credit to the Cleveland Browns. 11 wins in a year where five different guys have started a quarterback for them. And Flacco, the best one at number four. Credit to them. But when push comes to shove here, Joe Flacco, even with all his great play, Alex, he's played in five games and thrown eight interceptions. Right At some point, Logic would show, all right, that's going to somehow bite Cleveland in the behind at some point. Houston in that game against the Texans, the one on Christmas Eve, three touchdowns, two picks. Amari Cooper was, the nuclear in that game. Um, but it, I, I just, it, we're at the point where Flacco is going to have a turnover game, and Cleveland's not going to be able to bail him out. And for Houston, they didn't have C.J. Stroud in that game against Cleveland; he was still in concussion protocol. And Stroud, I mean, this was three and a half, four, when it was Keith Keenum. It's got to be more than two and a half points from Keenum to Stroud. It just has to be. CJ Stroud, at this point, is already a top-ten quarterback in the NFL. He's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't think the adjustment is right here. And I know there are injuries still on the Houston side. Also, Nico Collins didn't play in that first game as well. So, the best... Receiving option, left with Tank, get Del Hurt and Stroud is back. Yeah. I don't like Houston. I don't like Houston outright. I think we're in the same boat here that the Texans pull the home upset.
1: I'm glad you brought up Flacco's interceptions, too. And only two of those five teams are actually playoff teams that he did face. And then on the flip side, CJ Stroud only has five interceptions on the season. It's, it's outstanding. I mean, you can compare him to Kyler Murray. I think it's Tommy DeVito. Other guys who haven't even played nearly as many games have the same amount of interceptions as CJ Stroud. So last week, while I wasn't that impressed with this Houston Texans team against the Colts, one thing they did for sure was take care of the ball. And sometimes that's just enough. So I expect them to definitely do that in this game.
0: It's a obviously it's a wild card weekend. This is the first game. Usually they put the what the NFL perceives to be the quote unquote weakest game in this 4.30 Eastern, one thirty Pacific Saturday. So I, I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend, actually. So should be a fun one. 44 and a half. I have nothing on the total. I don't, based off the no. way you're talking, nothing nothing on that for you either uh, on the Texans and the Cleveland Browns. By the way, the Texans, <laughs> you know to have some fun real quick, Alex? The Houston Texans have been in the NFL playoffs now seven times, okay? all as all as division champions they've never made it as a wild card only as division champions they've played in this time slot in wild card weekend you ready for it this will now be the seventh time oh they my played gosh. in the 4:30 eastern <laughs> on saturday window they played in this exact same window every single time pretty amazing uh for for the texans all right i i think you're going to probably cringe you're vegas born in you're going to cringe with the weather in Kansas, You're <laughs> Kansas City this weekend. I had lived in Missouri for eight years, for seven years. I'm cringing by this. Saturday is the warm night in Kansas City for the for the next 10 days. And it's supposed to be three degrees at kickoff with a low of negative nine, by the way, <laughs> Yikes. Uh, 20 mile an hour winds. I'll dip the wind chill into the negative 20s. Oh, by the way, Miami is 1-17 in, in their last 18 games at sub-50 degree weather. Forget the sub-30 sub, <laughs> sub 30 and sub-zero degree weather. Uh, but I will say this, Alex. The market has been a little more aggressive than, for my liking. And I know Miami's all battered on the defensive side of the ball and injuries. Four and a half is aggressive. And that's where we're sitting right now after it opened at three.
1: I didn't do anything with the side yet. I really wanted to make a case for the Dolphins but I'd made the number at three and a half right there. So you, like you said, a little aggressive, but I am going to pay attention to this total because it has dipped down and I understand the weather, but the wind shouldn't be that much of a factor. So keep checking on, on the wind. And if it's not going to be too windy, I may play this over. Two offenses that can definitely put up points. I know the Chiefs aren't the same offense and they've been on this under trend at home this year, but this game's a little bit different. And then if you look at the game, the Dolphins just played against Buffalo. They moved the ball very easily. I mean, every drive in that first half was 65 yards or more, and they only came away with seven points. So I don't think Kansas City, especially because they kind of have a bye week. They rested all their star players last week. They'll be ready to go. I think we're going to see points from both teams, but we'll have to keep keep um, our eye out on the weather and the wind, especially.
0: Well, it's going to be cold. I, I think we're pretty safe on, uh, safe on that. I, you know, it, it it just when this is all said and done here. More than anything, it just comes down to is what we've seen from Kansas City this year on the offensive side of the ball. That can they find anything? If they can find anything, take all the other factors in the equation. I, I like Kansas City. I wish I had taken that early. There was one even rogue two and a half when this open. Boy, that was a gift. Uh, if you took that two and a half with Kansas City early on, but I, uh, I I'm going to stay out of it at this point. Just just too much. The funny part is, it might not even be the worst weather in a football game. Before. Right. Because Buffalo, uh, Pittsburgh, no, that's only Frank's show, actually, um, uh, that uh, that we're counting that. The Steelers, and by the way, how did we end up with so many Steeler fans at this studio? What happened? <laughs> Obviously, uh, our, our fearless leader, Chris Andrews that's right. from Pittsburgh, Jimmy, of course, from Pittsburgh, Frank, who, again, uh, the once voice of Iron City Beer, by the way, which one of, one of the many amazing accomplishments of our guy, Frank Nicotero, and, of course, Sean, uh, one of our guys as well, uh, in the back, uh, running the ones and twos on the audio board for us. Uh, so, Alex, here's the deal. There could be upwards of a foot of snow that come down on Buffalo Friday into Saturday. Sunday, though, for plain conditions, actually will be worse than just snow. Because this thing looks like it's going to be 30 mile an hour wins consistently and end up with around 50 mile an hour, 50 mile an hour gusts for this. (laughs) It's 10, it's 35 and a half. My brain just goes back to fair or not. Remember that game two years ago, or excuse me, three years ago now, where the Bills played the Patriots on the Monday night and Mac Jones threw three forward football passes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and New England went into Buffalo and won the game when they ran it 45 times. Why wouldn't Pittsburgh do the exact same thing? And I don't know but how Buffalo's defense would hold up, but you can get some weird stuff. In a normal circumstance, weather even okay, I'd lay it with Buffalo. This is the type of team they'd destroy. But with this weather, all bets are off. I can't do anything
1: it's really tough and we know the Steelers are going to be without T.J. Watt and he's a big part of their defense there. I haven't done anything either. I still think that total is a little high. I mean, when we were watching the Jets Patriots game last week with similar weather, there was it that total closed at 30 and a half and that it closed dig- 28 and a half. 28 and a half, you are <laughs> correct. Uh, it was 30 and a half all week yeah. long and then dropped down. So, yeah, I may look at going under this total which sounds a little scary, but And I I made it 10 with the Bills here. So right on that number, I would tease one way or the other. I mean, taking the Steelers plus 16 doesn't sound too terrible or the Bills trying to get them under that three.
0: I just, I really am looking for reasons to bet the Bills in this game, actually. I really am. But I just, with this weather, and Josh Allen is throwing an interception in all but three of the games they played this year. And, but here's the problem though. You really get to throw the ball a lot in these conditions. And part of the reason that Buffalo has kind of turned this thing around is because they've relied more on the run game. I agree I don't think it's a coincidence that they've been better with being on the ground more. I, I just can't get there because when you're dealing with this type of wind and someone winning this game, six, or excuse me. Yeah. Six to six, nothing. Seven, six, Six
1: two. You know, the Steelers are good for safety.
0: No, well, the 8-6 are going there for you two go. because you can't kick. I mean, you remember, Ryan, would remember the game where Robbie Gold, the Bears and the Niners back in the day, Bears won the game on a on a return kick at the end of the first half, where Robbie Gold had a field goal that legitimately looked good, just like that, all the way uh, to the side. Like, that's in play with 30-mile-an-hour consistent wins. So,
1: have you considered this? Last year, we had a similar situation, and it was the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody talked about Buffalo being made for this weather. They were going to be fine. Cincinnati went in there, and they looked like they had been playing in the snow for the whole season. So I think that Buffalo will learn from that and be prepared for this game and come in there ready.
0: I I think there's a little bit different just of conditions compared to last year. Because the one big difference, and we've we've mentioned this all the time, it was not as windy on that day. And look, that was... If we get Buffalo, Kansas City next week, it's kind of we'll we'll discuss it then. But that game last year, I was all over Cincinnati in that game because it was just one of those. was like, wait a second, you're giving me six with Joe Burrow, right? Like, how could I pass that up? And they, was it was plus two ninety on the money, like almost three dollars on the money. Like, all right, right sure, like, if you insist. And obviously, that game was never competitive. Right. I, I mean, the Cincinnati ran him out of the building that day. So uh, it'll be uh, it'll be fascinating to see. Uh, what else happens uh, with that weather report as we get closer on Sunday at one o'clock Eastern time, we'll get to the other three games later. Great. The three NFC games, uh, Green Bay and Dallas. I know we're on the opposite side of that one. So we'll touch on that Rams <laughs> and Matthew Stafford returning to Detroit for the first time. And then the Eagles, a mess right now in Tampa. We'll get those later in the show because coming up right now, take a quick break. And, but after it, our guy, Jim Root, three man, leave college hoops, a big time Thursday, And uh, maybe Jim and I will talk about a little side wager we have going now. That's next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio.
2: We have 11 amazing restaurants featuring a wide variety for every price range and appetite. South Point's Garden Buffet has something for everyone at unbeatable prices. Or if hunger strikes in the middle of the night, join us at Coronado Cafe. The American menu offers breakfast, lunch, or dinner 24 hours a day plus a Chinese kitchen for authentic Chinese dishes from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. From steak and eggs to wonton soup, it's fast and friendly service 24-7. When you need a quick pick-me-up, you can find it at our state-of-the-art Starbucks just inside the main South Point entrance. Order ahead with the Starbucks app for easy mobile order pickups or enjoy your favorites in the relaxing dining area anytime, day or night. If you love Mexican food, Baja Miguel's has all of your south-of-the-border favorites. There are dozens of classics to choose from, like fajitas, ceviche, chimichangas, tacos, and more. And for spirit lovers, Baja's colorful non-smoking tequila bar is right outside. Or maybe you're in the mood for seafood. Big Sur Oyster Bar has fresh seafood prepared right before your eyes. Savor freshly shucked oysters, crab legs jambalaya, shrimp and lobster. Beers on tap and a selection of fine wines are perfect to pair with your seafood favorite. Whether lunch or dinner, you'll love this fun atmosphere, located just off the casino floor. Ready to shake things up? Step back in time and treat yourself to one of the oldest restaurant chains in the country. Steak and Shake, famous for original mouth-watering steak burgers and hand-dipped milkshakes in a variety of flavors. For some old-fashioned fun, try Steak and Shake.
0: That's the back of our heads, as you see. And in an to the South Point Studio, South Point Sportsbook Book, right there. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White, alongside. We're happy to be with you as always here on Sports by the Book. And now joining us, our good friend, three man weave, fellow Mizzou alum. Most importantly, our guy Jim Rude. Jim, pleasure as always. How are you today?
3: How oh, I'm good. It's quite a time to be a, a football fan in my world. You said Mizzou. You know they're rolling. Getting doing well in the portal, and then uh, you see the Packer helmet right behind my head. For those watching, uh, that's right, man. Big big playoff game coming up this weekend. Excited to hear which uh, who's on the correct side of that one later between you two.
0: Okay, I'm gonna. I'll spoil it real quick. I'm on your side of things in that game. Dude. Oh, that's all there saying, we go. Which is, probably, which is probably bad news for you, in all honesty. If, if Alex is on no. the other side, uh, and I'm on uh, on this side. By the way, before we. Uh, get into tonight's games. I just have to ask you because this is, look, we get wonky stuff in college basketball all the time. This has been beyond wonky this week with all these top teams losing. Uh, I mean, Kansas goes to Orlando and loses to central Florida in, in, in the night's first home game in the big 12. Uh, Purdue gets totally destroyed really in a game that Nebraska really was the right side from the get go. Uh, I'll give the Cougs credit of Houston. They were behind the eight ball from the get go. Got that basically to a one possession game. And just in the end, not enough offense against the clones. Uh, Jim, I I just, what do you make of a week like this? Oh, and by the way, Tennessee, a top 10 Ken Palm team also lost last night. So what do you make of this? Uh, Just total chaos and anarchy across the board the last three days.
3: Yeah, the the easy refrain right now is it's tough to play on the road. Uh, I think people are leaning hard on that. Um, But this doesn't happen all the time. I think somebody, uh, one of the the bigger journalists tweeted that it's the first time that uh, all three AP teams have lost within a two-day span on the road since like 2002. It's ridiculous. It's wild that it's been this concentrated all at the same time. Uh, I think, you know, people want to leap to the narrative of there's no true great teams, which I'm – sort of on board with, I I think the top tier is actually pretty darn good, Uh, but these home atmospheres have played up really, really well. Uh, You know, you don't want to just look at all home teams because not all home environments are created equal, Uh, but the, the big ones where there's a crowd involved that might be influencing the officials a little bit, I think has really been big time for home teams. I think some home teams take that negatively, like that I'm crediting reffing a little bit, but refing helps you because the crowd is so good because they're like wrapped up in the emotion of it. Uh, I believe that's a huge part of why these home teams, whether they're short home dogs or uh, even some of the you know bigger home favorites in, in the big conferences, have been really really good lately. I think there's a lot to do with it right there.
0: That's interesting because, uh, of course, uh, you and I uh, joke every once in a while with how uh, the whistles uh, at uh, one certain. Famous venue always happened to go the way of a, a fictional bird, but look, it went, it went against them yesterday. And look, I, I think with Kansas real quick, where we've had questions about their depth all year, and, and look at a Big 12 where if Central Florida's beaten Kansas, there are no gimmies in that league this year. Just the way that it plays out, other than maybe West Virginia with how bad it's been so far. But Jim, that, that league... Every single night, and I texted you this the other day. Every every one of those games is just gonna be a battle every single night out.
3: Yeah, and especially I think early on, everybody's got the juice of, you know, we we could have a good season. You know, maybe somebody gets down to 0 and six to start Big Twelve play, or you know, and maybe UCF gets down sixteen and they're not they don't have that fire to come back like they did last night. It was thirty five and nineteen in the first half, yeah. it seemed like. Kansas was going to run away with it, but there still is that kind of emotional juice going for teams, uh, conference conference play always has that, that restart to it, the refresh, like this is a new season, no matter how non-conference went, uh, you see some teams kind of trend back up when league play starts. And I think we saw that with UCF, both the you know getting Kansas in our building and, and having an awesome home environment there. And then just, yeah, the fact that it's a new Big 12 atmosphere and they were able to get that W it's going to be brutal all season. Yeah, you know, I, I think almost all, like it's going to be really rare that you see big home or excuse me, big road favorites like Kansas laying a touchdown on the road. I'm probably going to take the home team almost every time in the Big 12 in that in that environment uh, or in that kind of a that kind of a line. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think Big 12 is going to be a gauntlet. And whoever comes out of that, whether it is Kansas or Houston or more of a dark horse candidate, um, it, it's they're, they're going to have earned it. We'll put it that way.
1: Jim, great point, especially about the home court advantage. It's kind of like we're back because during COVID, you know, they were letting few people in and it's slowly just gotten back to being the best home court advantage. So, besides that, though, would you say that this says anything about the tournament coming up and how open this really is?
3: It, it might. And I think a lot of some of the, you know, the, the teams at the very top of the sport right now, Houston, Purdue, uh, and even Kansas, like, they're not anywhere near the top of any analytical rankings, but they're the top of human polls. They've just got such clear flaws that are exploitable. Um, Purdue, maybe not quite as, as flawed in the sense, but, you know, Nebraska shot 60% from deep. They got a lot of open jumpers. Uh, if you can get eating a little bit of foul trouble, like like both they did, Northwestern did a little bit, Illinois did, uh, even at Mackey Arena. That really changes things for them. They rely on him so much offensively to just attract attention. So, you know, when teams are game planning specifically for one team in the tournament, that's something they can exploit. Houston, they can go through offensive droughts. They didn't score any points for the first five minutes of that game at Iowa State. That's a that's a, a game plan or a deficiency that can really be worked up by a, a clever opposing coach. And then Kansas, yeah, Jeff mentioned it no depth. Uh, they're, they're fourth and uh, really their fifth and everything after that offensive options are somewhat non-existent. They're a great passing team, but really only Hunter Dickinson and Kevin McCullough are finishers of possessions. Adams and Harris are really better off kind of being connecting pieces. So it, it's, I, I think all those top teams for sure have flaws. And last year we had that kind of crazy sweet 16 day where Houston went down and number one overall seed Alabama went down. Uh, we could see something similar this year where maybe it's not going to be ones and two seeds sprinting to the final four.
0: You know, I, I'll just ask you this, the uh, Jim, before we get into your plays for today. How much of this, where this wide open thing in college basketball, and I don't, I think this is going to be more the norm, more than anything, just in this new era with NIL and and the transfer portal being as free flowing as it is. It just this kind of has to be the new norm, I would think, at least in college hoops.
3: Yeah, it's made for an interesting adjustment to the preseason power rating process we do. Mm -hmm. Typically, it's like every team recruits about the same level, roughly, or not every team, but each individual program recruits at its individual level year after year. So even if you lose a bunch of starters, you're probably not going to be too far off from where you were the prior season. But now with immediately eligible transfers, teams can have wild swings from one season to the next And I think it's also big for, like you said, kind of spreading talent across the sport. Uh, If a a really good player is not playing at a top-shelf institution, he's going to get in the portal, he's going to go somewhere else, he's going to play right away. And rather than sitting on the bench and and becoming that emerging starter as a junior at Kentucky, um, maybe somebody like Johnny Juzang or Bryce Hopkins is going to leave Kentucky and go elsewhere and become a star. So uh, I think that's helped give a little bit more equal footing to some of the the, the higher – uh, higher conference teams that aren't getting the same level of recruits initially out of high school.
0: All right, Jim, how are you feeling about our BYU uh, side wager that we made? Uh, just just so we know, uh, just so everyone realizes, and Alex won't be, I haven't told Alex yet. So Jim and I, in the middle of BYU losing to Cincinnati, it is kind of what spurred this more than anything. Uh, I I, <laughs> I went a little aggressive and said, oh, there might be a bottom third Big 12 team." And then Jim uh, called me out on it, as, as 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 one does when they're a smart person. Uh, so Jim and I now have a uh, have a little side wager where the winner will will, will get get some uh, cash out of it. If BYU finishes yeah, we- if BYU finishes bottom five in the league, I get paid. If they finish in the in seventh through ninth, no one gets paid. Okay. And if Jim, if, if, if BYU finishes in the top six, Jim gets paid. Now, the fun part of this could be what happens when BYU ends up in like a seven-way tie for sixth and somehow it, the tiebreakers spit out that they finished sixth. That's what I'm fully prepared yeah. for, by the <laughs> way,
4: Jim.
3: I almost texted you. I was going to say, we're, we'll just go by Big 12 tournament seating. I, I yeah. will accept all tiebreakers. And I think in a way that favors you because it can only move them down. Uh, can't quite move past teams of the tiebreaker. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give that to you. I'd say I'm a little bit nervous. Um, I actually thought they played really well at Baylor. Didn't get didn't get the job done. I'll, I'll start feeling really panicky if they don't go win at UCF this weekend. UCF coming off that massive emotional high, knocking off Kansas. BYU 0 2 in the league. They're going to be about a you know five point favorite on the road. Uh, I think Ken Palm's got it seven. I would I would estimate that's a little lower than that once the official lines get sorted out. Uh, but yeah, if they if they start 0 three with one of those losses to a team that should be below them, I'm gonna I'm gonna start being real worried, Jeff.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those where I, I, I I'm very happy you agreed to the middle tier being no payout because I thought that was the fairest way to do it because the way this breaks down, you and I both know, Jim, BYU is probably finishing eighth. That's probably what's gonna yeah, happen.
3: Yeah, and, hey, uh, that works. I'll yeah. shake your hand, and we'll, we'll just nod about it.
0: Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll see it. We'll see it the uh, at Planet Hollywood Restaurant the week of March Madness. That's that's what we'll do then. Uh, uh, Perfect. Yeah, go
1: ahead. Alex. Yeah, let's go jump into tonight's slate. You've got a couple plays you like, starting with Southern Miss at Louisiana Monroe. Southern Miss is a five point favorite here at South Point. Total one forty one and a half. What do you like in this one?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm wearing a Southern Miss shirt right now, but that is not totally indicative of what I want to bet here. I, I'm actually going with the total, and I'm a little bit against the market here. I'm taking the over 141 and a half, and most of this handicap comes down to Andre Curbelo being in the lineup for Southern Miss. They played a ton faster with him. I believe every game since he has uh, gotten in the lineup has gone over. So I was surprised to see this tick down a point in the market I mean, Monroe is certainly a a half court team. So perhaps they think the home team will influence tempo more than uh, the road team here with Curbelo, but he is such a grab it and go type player. If he gets a defensive rebound, he's going to push. He wants to get them in transition and he's a better offensive player than defensive player, or, or at least defensively, he's a high risk, high reward. He'll gamble for steals. So you might get layups off that. Uh, on either end. So I, I think there's going to be points. I think Southern Miss influences the pace to get it going. And uh, I like the over there, 141
0: and a half. Well, this is college team number four or three for Curbelo now?
3: Three, right? Yeah, it's three, but I wouldn't be shocked if there's a four. He got suspended <laughs> from the Puerto Rican team this off season, so he, he finds his way into trouble anywhere. Yeah, it, might, it probably
0: will be a fourth one when it's all said and done. Now, let's go to the Big Ten. Boy, what a, what a mess this has turned into with Michigan. I just... A bunch of talent. Really, that St. John's result kind of fooled us into thinking this was going to be a better team than we thought. Now suspensions now uh, with this team as well. Uh, we haven't seen Juwan Howard in a little bit. <laughs> also, uh, Michigan is a six-point dog on the road in College Park tonight against the Terps.
3: Yeah, I'm going to lay it with Maryland. Uh, it probably is is you know just the easy bet just looking at it. And I was maybe surprised it didn't get uh, bet up a little bit higher here. But, yeah, no, Doug McDaniel from Michigan is massive. They don't really have a backup point guard. Uh, Jalen Ewellen is still coming back from a torn ACL last year, and it's not fully healthy. Sometimes he plays a little bit. Sometimes he doesn't play at all. Uh, with him not available on the road, I just don't know that they're going to have the firepower to, to cover on the road. And, like, Maryland's been bad themselves. You could argue they've been almost as disappointing as, as Michigan, but they've got a terrific home floor. I think coming back home 0-2 in the Big Ten, uh, or at least uh, they've lost a couple games lately. I feel decently comfortable with them taking on a Michigan team that has its own issues off the floor and then on the floor again. No no McDaniel to, to set, teams or set teammates up. I'll, I'll take the Terps there at home, uh, despite the fact that they haven't been very prolific offensively this year.
1: Staying right there in the Big Ten, Michigan State at Illinois. Illinois, three-point favorite, three-and-a-half. Around the market, one forty nine and a half. Anything in this one?
3: Yeah, love it if you can hunt out that that three and a half. I'll take the road dog there, Michigan State. Um, I know Illinois has been really rock solid, even without taryn Shannon so far. Uh, they competed at least, got it down close late at Purdue, but Michigan State. I, I kind of like them after the rant that Tom Izzo went on. I think he's going to have his guys' attention. Their defense was pitiful here in Chicago; just could not guard Northwestern whatsoever. Uh, and and I, I'm guessing Izzo has made them uh, very physical practices since then. So I, I think the defense will be a lot better there on the road at Illinois. Terrence Shannon, another guy that, like, like I said, he, he gets them going in transition. One of the best up-tempo players in the country, downhill on that left hand. Jeff, we saw it against our alma mater, Mizzou, uh, in, uh, in the Bragg and Rice game in St. Louis. So that's one little element you take out of there, coupled with, I think, Michigan State a hair undervalued, kind of a buy low spot after getting smashed at Northwestern. I think they perform much better on the road here. And uh, maybe even if they don't win, I love having that three points to to sneak inside a cover late uh, against an Illinois team again, without its star player.
0: Jim, uh, I just want to bring up a ranked team that uh, is really just been struggling since their big win here in Vegas against Arizona. And that's the Owls of Florida Atlantic who have lost two out of the first three in American play. And, one of them was, or excuse me, the part of Gulf Coast is not an American game, but still a game they shouldn't be losing. They lose to Charlotte with a late with a late foul, giving the Niners the win in that game. Now they go on the road in New Orleans to take on Tulane, who, I look, I don't know how good Tulane is, but they are a whole boatload of fun, and they're going to want to play fast in this game. Uh, I, I'm a little bit concerned about the Owls tonight, even though it does feel like, all right, this should be a bounce-back spot even on the road.
3: Yeah, FAU's traditionally, over the last two years, been really good against the number after a loss. I don't think they quite got there against East Carolina after the Gulf Coast loss, but I think they've covered every other game in the last two years uh, immediately following a loss. So that does set up pretty well for them. I think Dusty May gets his guys' attention. They adjust, and it's a pretty resilient, connected group of guys. I I just don't think they've enjoyed being the hunted. Uh, teams are really coming after them, giving them their best shot every single night out. Uh, it's tough to be a big road favorite, as they saw uh, both at Gulf Coast and at Charlotte, and both those teams slowed the game down a little bit. I think yeah, I think Gulf Coast or excuse me, FAU will be a little more comfortable up tempo against Tulane, and Tulane also runs a, a matchup zone under Ron Hunter that sometimes looks good and sometimes it gets carved up by teams that take care of the ball and are patient and can get good shots. I think that describes FAU with the amount of guards they have. I think they'll kind of enjoy playing against that type of defense instead of a a muck it up, slowed down half court game like Charlotte and and, and Gulf Coast gave them. So I actually do think FAU is able to bounce back there. I didn't quite get there to bet it based on them laying a touchdown. That's about what I made it. But just from a spot perspective, I I think I would go uh, with the Owls.
1: What about the total in this one, Jim? Both of you are talking about these two teams running the ball. I know it's high at 161, but I still kind of like that over.
3: Yeah, I, I pretty much I don't make any living betting two-lane unders. So anytime you can catch an over with a, a willing dance partner, as I call it, uh, somebody that wants to get out and run with them the way FAU will, this could very easily be a 95-85 to 85 type of game, which would be well over the total. I, I think you're probably on to something there. I think there's a ton of points.
0: Jim, before we let you go, I, I'm a little intrigued by this one in the WCC tonight. And that's Santa Clara with their shot tonight against Gonzaga. Odd. Uh, Feels like a lot. I'm getting we're getting eight with the Broncos tonight. That kind of feels like, all right, take the points and if Gonzaga rolls them, so be it.
3: Yeah, we just talked about at the the top of the segment how good these, you know, big time home dogs have been. And maybe you don't call Santa Clara quite at the same caliber as a Big Twelve or a Big Ten team or an SEC team like Mississippi State. But they've produced two NBA draft picks the last two years. It's a program that really cares about basketball now. They've got a great home crowd, a great following, and an awesome coach, in Herb Sendek. Guy's been around the block in the ACC and the Pac 12. I think getting over a touchdown there is, is probably a, a good bet. Gonzaga's been at home for their first two games in WCC play. I think we'll see them get tested a lot by the Loyal Marymount, San Francisco, Santa Clara's. Uh, of the WCC because this Gonzaga team's just not quite at the level, especially offensively, that the, the last couple of years teams have been with Drew Timmy.
0: He's Jim Root again. Get him on the tweets at Second Chance Points, one of the the best handles out there. Three man weave where you can find his work, along with uh, Kai McKean and Matt Cox as well. Jim uh, also one of the three that we will see every Thursday here on the show around six uh, fifteen Eastern, three fifteen Pacific. Jim. Pleasure as always. Uh, I will wish you luck for Sunday, Jim, because I would like to be right. I appreciate I, that. I would like to be right as well on that game. So best of luck in yeah. that one, and uh, thanks for hanging with us today.
3: Thanks, Yeah, Go Packers and go BYU, Jeff. Okay. Come on. Come on, Cougars. <laughs> I can
0: get behind on that one. There we
3: go. BYU, yes, Again, yes, uh, yes. Uh, BYU
0: by the way, Saturday uh, against Central Florida, I will say this. Uh, hopefully, Jim still hears me before he hangs up. I do like BYU on Saturday. That is a great spot. Uh, for the Cougars. See, there we go. Jim applauded a lot. All right. uh, Let's let's hit another break. When we get back, we are going to figure out where the Frank is Nicotero. Our guy, Frank Nicotero, Punchline's host, will figure out where he is next here on Sports by the Book.
2: We work hard to provide you with all the conveniences that will make you come back again and again. Things like free parking and easy checkout from the TV in your room. While you're here, be sure to use the club card to get all the perks, comps, free meals, and cash we want to send your way. It's simply the best player's reward system in Las Vegas. Membership is quick, easy, and free, and you can start earning points for cash and comps immediately. Go to the club booth to sign up today. Also take advantage of our business center, located right by the Benny Binion statue. Print boarding passes or enjoy the convenience of our FedEx, UPS, and US Mail services just another way we're here to serve. Also during your stay, don't forget the convenience of room service. You can enjoy a delicious meal in your pajamas from the comfort of your room. Just call extension 77085 or use the room service function on the TV in your room. And if you need a ride to or from the airport, our free airport shuttle can be scheduled with the front desk at extension 73139. Please give at least a 24 hour notice to reserve For information on strip transportation, please call our bell desk. Finally, remember us for your next business meeting, conference, or banquet. From our 80,000 square foot exhibit hall to 70,000 square feet of convention space, which includes our grand ballroom, we have everything you need. Our getaway location and commitment to exceptional value and service have cemented our popularity with business communities around the country. Thank you for staying with us. Whether for business or pleasure, we're glad you're here. And we're here to serve. South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa, where there's something for everyone, all under one roof. Enjoy your stay.
0: Welcome back in at Sports by the Book here at the South Point studio. Big thanks to our guy Jim Root for hopping on today. Again, uh, I, I I knew you'd like our BYU. I like. love it, I, and it, it not even a doubt that BYU is going to finish either seventh or eighth now in the conference, and no one's going to get anything. I, I feel fairly confident on that.
1: I'm I'm still waiting for them to prove you wrong though. So I got I got to root for Jim for them to be in top six here. I think I'm like defender of the West Coast team. Rooting
0: against the co-host is not a good thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. That is very true. I'm sorry, Jeff.
0: It's okay, I kid on that one. Uh, let's uh before uh before we uh really have some uh matrix like stuff with our guy Frank Nicotero, we have to figure out where the Frank Nicotero is today. So let's okay. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks. Where the Frank is Nicotero? Run the clip.
4: Here I am at the Big Sur Oyster Bar. You guys are located right over there, about 100 yards over that way. And I'm here with Jason. Jason, this place is awesome. How long have you been here? So uh, I've actually
3: been here for quite some time, looking at about 16 or 17 years now, since 2005 of December.
4: Wow,
0: okay.
3: uh, Yeah, beautiful, beautiful space, beautiful property. We just went ahead and redesigned uh, the entire dining room here, not too long ago. This
4: is just one of the amazing restaurants. There's 11 places you can eat at South Point. This one is the most delicious one, I'm telling you right now. And it's National Oysters Rockefeller Day today. Couldn't believe it. What are the, what are the on chances? That? Yeah. All right. So now who, this gentleman here is John. John has a couple oysters. Now you have to. Okay, you're going to shuck these for us. Yes, I am. And you have to cut the abductor muscle, is what I've learned. Exactly. I I, I studied last night on YouTube, so he's cutting uh, the abductor. So
2: the side. Go down the side. Down the the side.
4: Okay. okay. How many oysters have you shucked in your life? Whoa, my lifetime? That's a whole lot. But... <laughs> over a thousand. Uh, over a thousand on a good weekend. On right? <laughs> a good weekend. Wow. All yeah, right. a weekend. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna call this first oyster here. That's the Cleveland Browns. That's the Houston Texans. <laughs> and Which I am from Houston, so You're you know, from Houston! Houston. Alright, so you're rooting for the Texans, right? You got it. So should I eat the Texans one because they're gonna win? Absolutely. Alright, so we're gonna go with the Texans one. John go ahead Tommy. me. I'm gonna put a little Tabasco on there because I need a little hot. Hot. And then I just suck it down, right?
2: There
4: you go, it's right, Oh, it tastes like a Texans victory. I, this Cleveland one, I'll eat it, but I don't want to. Cleveland, ah. Cleveland's not going to taste good. <laughs> I had a weird Flacco to it. There you go, it did. Houston Texans are going to win at home. They're going to cover the two and a half. John, how many oysters do you got to go shuck today? Today, I'm about eight to nine hundred. Jason, do you like oysters? I love oysters. What's
3: your favorite oyster? Fantastic. Uh, actually, Louisiana Goldtail Oysters, most popular oyster we have here. So. These are unbelievable and, so I I forgot, to go to?
4: and I forgot with Tabasco, you really only need one one drop. <laughs> I did a lot, but it's good. Woo! All right. Texans are going to win. The oysters say so. And done. a Texan fan, Jason, people can come out here seven days a week, right? Yes. We are open
3: from 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. Um, that's going to be seven days a week. And we also have half price on these oysters. From 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., seven the
4: days shuck? a week. Are you serious? That's right. He is shucking serious, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I can't believe this. I'm going to get the shuck out of here. Back to you guys. Woo, that was hot.
0: Very impressive. Very impressive. Yes. Big thanks, <clears throat> by the way, to our friends over at the Big Sur. Yeah, they are great. Just uh, a few paces to uh, my right here. Yeah. Uh, I can see the Big Sur Oyster Bar facade. I right
4: could right. throw a baseball and hit it. Uh,
0: could you? <laughs> wow. Probably. Hold on a second. Well, first off, <laughs> if anyone, first off, by the way, that is Frank Nicotero, who amazingly hey, has made it back Yeah, already from from the Oyster uh, Bar. It's very quick. Just, yep, very quick. Five seconds. Very quick, and easy. I changed. It's I changed like my da, dash from The Incredibles. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I will ask you this, because we we brought up this in our meeting a few weeks ago, that we would have, Go all over the property and figure yeah. figure out where, where the Frank is Nicotero or whatever I said. <laughs> into that. Um, but we knew that you're not the biggest of Oyster fan, but you, not. my friend.
4: Anything for the show. My friend, you yes. did a great job. I did.
0: And it was obvious, even watching the video, yes. that you put way too much to basketball. I,
4: I, you know, I, for TV, you always want to overdo things, right? You want to make sure it can be visual and be seen. Um, I made a serious mistake and my lips were numb for a good hour and a half. I was Carmexing them. I was trying to, I didn't, they're like, do you want some water? I'm like, I think water makes it worse. You need I don't, some milk. I don't know if they carry milk over there, but I, I can't have milk right now. I'm trying to do the almond milk, maybe, you know. Uh, I put way too much Tabasco, but they were very good. I have a very weak mouth for hot. I'm like, red. Frank's Red Hot is as hot as I usually go. So Tabasco was like atomic to me, but it was good. They were good and the, the Houston one tasted better. So I'm taking the Texans.
1: I like it. What They said they have happy hour over there.
4: They do. It's like half price oysters from 11 to 4. I believe yep. 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Yeah. Yep. So there's always a line over there, man. And they're great. Jason, the manager, and, and the guy who was chucking them. He said he's done well over a million in his lifetime. Oh, my God. I know. It's crazy. But you cut the abductor muscle. That was what I learned from YouTube. They didn't want me... Well, I don't know if that was an and call, and our director. I, I
0: would imagine that was an and Yeah, and call. didn't want and me to have smart. a knife, and it was smart to not give you a knife. Didn't want me to have
4: a <laughs> knife, but did insist on several shuck jokes, so I got those in. So we did everything yeah, we you, wanted you to. You
0: did very well. Yeah. Again, we we don't have enough petty cash to cover an erV Yeah. Where is the petty?
4: I keep looking for the petty cash. <laughs> They'll let me know eventually to get reimbursed for whatever. I got those uh, gratis though. They they hooked us up with the two oysters.
0: I look. I I, I, <laughs> I, will, I, I will tell you. I, I big fan. They they make a really. They make Really good food over there yeah. as well. And not just, obviously, just the, the high-quality oysters. Hot dishes as well. Yeah. Get some crab legs. Get some shrimp. Ooh,
4: I'm going to try that. You, you they're get, always busy, too. They're, so they're always Yeah, are. always a nice line, but everyone there is very nice. You want to talk some football? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I mean, Cleveland Texans. I mean, we know the Texans are going to win now. So all of us are on Houston, which is, yeah. which is a little frightening
0: at all. Well, everyone just
4: keeps talking about Flacco's passing yards and touchdowns. But as you said... He, this could be, this, this looks like it could be a three or four interception game for him, right?
0: At some point it's coming and it's going to cost them. Yeah. Like that, that's my feeling more than anything, by the way.
4: And the late breaking news of Denzel Ward, that was a shock. That That was a bit, if he
0: doesn't play it, it's a gigantic deal. uh, First team, all pro. Yeah. He's uh, unbelievable. By the way, I have to do this because I meant to do this in the opening segment and naturally
4: look at all those cards, all the colors. It's a rainbow of cards,
0: of all the parlay cards that are available this week. And look, I, I got to give our guy, Chris Andrews, a lot of credit, as always, because I love the reverse teaser card. Yeah. Are you going to fill one of these out this we're week?
4: Gonna, I think we're going to do it tomorrow on the show, me, reverse, Ryan, reverse, and uh, reverse, and Alex.
0: Here's yes. the problem. They have the seven for seven on here on the reverse teaser. There's only six games. So yeah. if, I wonder if we can we fill in the blank No, I, I know we can't, but six, six for six on the reverse teaser, 750 to one. For, that's, yeah. uh, that means... Uh, your two dollar if you make a two dollar bet, that's a lot of coin. Fifteen hundred bucks yeah. that's a good bet. If you make a twenty dollar bet, you'll be rolling in cash for I the don't rest show up for work on no, Monday. Yeah, right? We would all take the day off and all on. There's your penny cash. Yeah, you there know, you obviously. go.
4: It's the, my pop tart money. So uh <laughs> where are the pop Pop-Tart? tarts? Pop tart's <laughs> over there. Sean just ate one. He had a blaze He's like, oh blueberry are pretty good. I'm like, that's a dollar fifty. So so by the way, Monday, Sunday
0: special, uh Monday, Sunday night special available, Ties Win teaser special. You can get eight points with the Texans on this. Uh, very good do, we're putting you, that on yeah the you I like can that. do the ties win which was my personal favorite getting a full three with yeah. houston on here and if the game lands three and your other bets on their win they have to pay you out the ties win super teaser i usually don't like this you card. Know, now
4: that's eight points spread around over you get eight points on three different yeah games, I, like, I
0: don't i don't really love this card because I, I i inevitably end up losing whatever i put on here just it doesn't matter
4: but by the way, Chris Andrews also told me he's kind of the inventor of that one. Yeah, yeah, um, he did a good job of it because yeah. and uh, that and the exact what about this. <laughs>
0: well, and we'll get the exactus in a second. Yeah. Sorry, and then that was
1: that was crazy when he said that he yeah. invented it. That's the half cool. point
0: card, which uh, is always a fun one. By the way, two and a half on the point card, so you're better off on the pink card this week if yep. you uh, want the Texans involved. Yeah, oh, so pink, people pink. need
1: to watch your show tomorrow, twelve punchlines. We're gonna
4: our show. You will be there.
1: Yes, I will be there. As a co-host. But we're going to pick six and yeah. fill out that pink card. Right, Ryan?
4: We're going to do it. No Farley Parlay, We're going to do the whatever acronym we come up for that. Yeah, That's it's right. going to be fun. It's,
1: it's still the, the Farley. And
4: yeah, it's still the Farley Parley. It's just a little uh, different version of it. But yeah, I'm excited about that. And
1: Ryan and I already talked. We're, we're okay. We, we know we're taking the Steelers plus. 16. Yeah, well,
4: I mean, 16 points. Come on. It's good. They're going to run the ball. Run, 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 run. Bad weather. Najee Harris has been running like like a, a crazy person out there, so I, I, I. If we lose, I, I won't be shocked if the Steelers lose, but they're not going to lose by that many points. I even like the ten.
0: Jefferson F- made fam- it. Famous last words.
4: though. Yes. Oh, of course. Last uh, week I had a, I can't lose with the Eagles, <laughs> just a win on a triple T. So oh,
0: I will I will tell you that it's like I what we said in the opening this that game with Pittsburgh is just so hard for me to cap because of the wind.
4: Yeah, we end up with consistent
0: thirty mile an hour wins. We can end up with some weird result. Even though we know T.J. Watt's not going to play. Steelers and 10 outright all, all time without Watt.
4: So. Right. But make it Fitzpatrick's back, so that's a big help. That does help. He's a ball hawk, and we know what uh, we know what Josh Allen likes to do uh, in any game of the year, and that's throw interceptions, which is the prop I will take, I'm sure.
0: By the way, our guy Joey B., who who loves the show,
4: He's a super fan of both shows. Yes. He, he loves everybody. a super everybody. fan indeed. Yeah. 18
0: and a half oysters in an hour for you. He asked. No chance, right? <laughs> Me eat
4: 18 no, and a half? No, no chance, right? No, it take the under. For the first time ever, you're going to hear the words come out of my mouth. <laughs> take the under. 18 and a Look, two is good. And then they're like, oh, you forgot to put horseradish on. I'm like, no, I purposely did that. I can't do horseradish. Re- I, I I would
0: I would be less offended by the horseradish than I would the uh, no the, the basco. Rad-
4: you know, when I was a kid, Arby's, you know, Arby's, the chain, they had the horsey sauce, right? And you'd squeeze it on there. And when I was a kid, I didn't know what it was. And I oh, put it on no. an Arby's sandwich. I took a big bite. I just started crying out of pain, and I was young, and I was too. But I never horse. I've had an aversion since.
0: You're you're a well traveled man.
4: Yeah. Have you
0: ever been to St. Elmo's in Indianapolis, this, the famous steakhouse?
4: No, I have not. I've played Indianapolis. Okay. Uh, so, Broad so, Ripple.
0: so yeah. they, one of the the great steaks and such. Okay. But one of their their signatures, as of course, because when you think Indianapolis, you you think shrimp cocktail, Frank. Okay. It's the first thing you think of when you think of Indiana. But they, man, they have the most ferocious horseradish-based cocktail sauce ever. I would try that because I and, do like cocktail sauce. So, first off, it's delicious. But all I will say is if you go there with a cold, yeah, the cold be- will not exist
4: anymore after your nose is opened up from the amount of horseradish. I'm going to take it. the South Point Jet. Do we have the South Point Jet? Can I take <laughs> that? Because I'll go to Indy right now. Give me some petty cash, South Point Jet. I'm heading to Indy.
0: Yeah, no, that. At some point, you might have to try, okay. it, but it's a horseradish cocktail sauce. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll order a bottle and I'll, there I'll give it to you. That,
4: that'll be a gift. That sounds good. I do like cocktail
0: sauce. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to the NFC games. Yeah. Alex, Green Bay is now down to seven. Dallas favored by seven was as high as eight. Total is now 50.5. You're just happy with this line move. You're just going <laughs> to wait this thing out, see if you I can am. get a six and a half. Now.
1: Absolutely. Yes. I love Dallas here. I mean, I've been on Dallas at home all season long and. I just think what the Packers have done down the stretch, especially defensively, has not been impressive at all. They lost 24-22 to Tommy DeVito, and he completed 81% (laughs) of his passes, had a total of 229 yards in that one. Baker Mayfield had his best game of the season, 79% pass completion, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And then they made Bryce Young look very good. Of course, their last two, they did win, which Minnesota had pretty much given up by that point. And we had Jaron Hall start that game. And then Justin Fields and the Bears didn't have much to play for last week either. So their last five games, defensively, not impressed. I think they're going to be up against it here with the Cowboys and this offense, especially what we've seen them do at home. 40 points. That's the median. 40 points at home this year.
4: <laughs> Chris will be proud. <laughs> do you have a side yeah. on this one? Well I, you know, I, well, I already know what Jeff is going to say. I know what Jeff likes. He likes the Packers to win outright on this game. I he do. really does. Oh, I know I do. so you guys want to talk about opposites I right do. here. You really do. Because he mentioned it on punchlines today. And are you looking at the, the plus two eighty? Is that what you're thinking taking the money line or the plus? So I already have
0: seven and a half. I already took seven and a oh, half. Oh, you got I missed miss the eight. Uh, you know, I, I still think it's probably probably fine. Uh even though I you could have had three, three dollars. I yeah. understand. Yes, you want to get the best of it. Uh I this screams Mike McCarthy screws the game up. I was going to ask you that, that, that. that that's what McCarthy? this screams to me and we we talked about this on your show earlier today with my obnoxious jacket that we had earlier. <laughs> I loved it. But where this is the, the the firing of Pete Carroll or or just the mutual
4: dismissal dismissal or whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever 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 you it call is
0: it, Seattle Dan Quinn is to me pretty clearly the guy that Seattle goes after. And it kind of puts the screws to Jerry Jones of, all right, well, Quinn has been on my staff now for a few years. He's clear. I I think Dan Quinn is a better head coach than Mike McCarthy is. I understand it's harder to go. Defense first head coach in this era of the NFL, but Quinn should have won a Super Bowl.
4: Well, McCarthy Carolina. did win a Super Bowl. Well, I,
0: yes, he did. He also <laughs> had Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, well, that's true. Uh, it was also probably the worst team to make the playoffs in Green Bay. That,
4: that, <laughs> they barely uh, beat the Steelers. Yeah, I, I had, had a hard time 60, even talking about that. Game. That won that. Jordy Nelson hurt us bad that game. Uh, Greg Jennings and Jordy Nelson. And Jordy Nelson. God. Anyway, James but, Starks uh, oh.
0: for uh, Green Bay. Uh, but I, look, I just, Green Bay's defense concerns me. Could Dallas score 35-38 points and win the game 38-31? Yes. They're more than capable of doing that, which would actually mean your favorite word, over in this game (laughs) with with relative ease. But I I just have a weird feeling on this. Now, could Dallas go in there and smack them? Yeah, of course they could. They've been the best team in the NFL at home this year by a wide margin, the only team to go undefeated all year long at home. Uh, and they're more than capable of winning the two home games and then going to San Francisco getting crushed in the NFC title game. <laughs>
4: now, if Green Bay wins, though, wouldn't it be ironic that Green Bay is a team that might cost Mike, M- Mike McCarthy his job, his yeah. former team that he won a Super Bowl with?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's in play, 100% in play.
4: I don't know. I don't know on you, the that. The NFL is not scripted, Frankie.
1: It is not. I know. Of that, Even so though just... they pulled
4: those ads <laughs> that were running earlier in the year, Ryan pointed out. I When I looked at the game, I thought Dallas at first, because of the home field, I would be on Alex's team there. But then I think about Thanksgiving. Yeah. When Green point. Bay came out, everyone in the world was on Detroit. This is Detroit. Detroit's coming out year. You know, they're going to on, on Thanksgiving, which they always play well, they're going to do even better. And Green Bay came out and smoked them in that game. So could they do that again? There's no pressure on Green Bay. They do have the, hey, what do we got to lose? We got into the playoffs on the last game. So um, I don't know. I, I that That's the one game that I don't have a feel for. So if I would, I'd probably go Dallas. But I could see Green Bay winning, but I'd, I'd take Dallas. On the parlay like card, I would take Dallas.
1: Okay. Well, hopefully, we're going to tease it down. A All little. right, exactly. Yeah, I, I because would Because, I, love the I mean, seven points is hard to pass up. I understand that. But I made a 10, so I'm going to lay the seven. There you or go. Or wait. I'm, I'm going to wait and see if I get six and a half here. But
4: Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you will, but I think it's worth waiting at least a little bit longer. And then as soon as those sevens go back to seven and a half, coming back and getting those last sevens. Let's go to Dallas, and, or excuse me, we just did Dallas and Green Bay. Let's Get go out to of the, Dallas. Let's go to Detroit. <laughs> let's go to Detroit. Uh, and Matthew Stafford, his first game back at Ford Field since the trade a few years ago. Now, Lions' first home playoff game since I, uh, before
4: I was alive. I'm I think sure. like Nixon was president or something. Uh, yeah. it was I was like, I'm gonna have to. Was double... it? I think it's sixty years ago. No, not sixty. Years ago. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, the last time they uh, won. Well, the last time they <laughs> won a debate they... was,
0: was that uh,
4: thirty years ago. 30, 30 years. Okay.
0: It was January 8th, <laughs> 1994. Uh, that was 60. the last time. That was 30. <laughs> I was I was 6 months old. Uh, okay. So there you go. There we go. So, yeah, that Ryan wasn't born yet. Sean definitely wasn't born yet. I can tell you that. Uh sorry to everyone else here. I know you're all alive at that point. I yeah. was
4: I was alive. Let's uh
0: let's go to uh let's go to this one. It's 3. Yeah. It's 51 and a half. Alex, where where are you on this game?
1: It's tough. I haven't fully decided And honestly. I do like the Lions to get the win. I just am not sure if they're going to cover this three here. For a teaser, I think it's very safe to tease the Rams up to just on like normal. If you tease this with something else, you get them up to nine and a half. So I do like that for sure. But both teams are playing very good right now. I mean, the Rams should be seven and they are seven and one. They should be eight and oh, but they lost that overtime loss to the Ravens. So they're really hot right now. And the Lions... As well, playing. Really yeah,
4: I, in my opinion, you look at head coaches in the postseason means something, right? McVay's been there; he's won the Super Bowl, and that counts for something. At Dan Campbell, is he's kind of not a sheepish coach. Sheepish coach, so he is aggressive, as we know. What happened in Dallas with the two point conversions? This is, by the way, and the NFL scheduled it Sunday. I mean, they gave it the prime spot, right? This is going to be the most watched game of the weekend by far, uh, just because of the storylines. But I, I'm, I grew up. I like the Rams. Grew up a lot in L.A., but I'm rooting for the the Detroit. I could see a late pick sealing the game, something like that. Stafford going out with an interception. I don't know. I like Detroit. I would take Detroit.
1: See, that scares me because I'm more worried about Jared Goff throwing a pick. Late.
4: <laughs> but yeah. I'm and rooting Levan for him. Tendency. I'm rooting
1: for him. Yeah,
4: to, to I think it's Detroit's chance. year. It's just it's you know, look, Michigan wins a national championship. It's a good time to be a Detroit person, I guess. I like the Rams. Do you? Now the problem is, I'm.
0: I really do feel like that everyone, like a lot of the public is going to back LA in this game. Team up, it's a
4: sexy pick. I think team, right? team
0: on the road, yeah. no conditions to worry about because it's an indoor game. Stafford going back to Detroit, even though usually those first trips back, even though Tom Brady won his trip back to new England, Peyton Manning lost his trip back to uh, Indianapolis. Joe Montana lost his first trip back to San I Francisco. I, I mean, there are you, you, uh, you don't usually when you first. You can't go home
4: again. You're, you know exactly. Yes, right. Yeah, Bon Jovi lied. Does <laughs> um, but uh, but said? but, uh, but uh, I was uh, thinking the author uh, James uh, whoever. But yes, Bon Jovi. Yeah, I yeah, like you with yeah. Jovi because you're a Jersey kid. I, gonna- how could I not? Bring that up? <laughs> But uh,
0: you know, I, this has been my thought on Dan Campbell, and Campbell's done an amazing job by any stretch of the imagination. Know. We took over an absolute mess, and now three years later, they're hosting a playoff game and. Quite frankly, they should have been in the playoffs last year, even after that dreadful start that they had. But Campbell is the... I don't know if Campbell's the guy to get them to the next level. Mm. I think this is basically where Campbell caps out. Mm. Where, all right, maybe they win a playoff game and then lose in the second round. I don't see him ever being the guy that gets Detroit to the Super Bowl. Now, I could argue that with Jared Goff, but then I'd already been proved wrong because Jared Goff's already played in the Super Bowl. Mm. So, uh, but... I, I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna go with the better coach in Bay yeah, and I'm gonna coach. go with the better quarterback in Stafford. So, I'll take the points. I will take the money line. If the Lions beat me, so be it. That's where I'm at on this one. And then the last one, I'm gonna leave this to you too. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea on this game. Phillies three on the road in Tampa. Uh, I, I mean, Alex, the, 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 the Eagles. If, in all honesty, the way the Eagles have played the last month. The only team I would have any confidence saying, you know what, Philadelphia is going to beat them this week, yeah. would be Carolina. Right. If they played in the <laughs> Other right. than that, I'd have no confidence in them beating a single team. I in took the them league. against
4: the Giants, for God's sakes. Oh, I,
0: I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I hate to bring it up to you. Yeah. I bet the Giants six different times. Oh, my God. Good so, <laughs> yes, we, yes. We got the, we, I got the uh, better. That's, that's why you're – I, I, I don't know what the heck to do with this game. Why?
1: You've liked almost every dog this for this know, weekend, I, but you don't like the Bucks plus three. A home dog. When I
0: watched the Bucks last week, throw they out were that playing, game. If they were if they were playing any other team in the NFL, they lose last week.
1: Let's throw out that game. Okay, they, they didn't they didn't show up in their last game against Carolina. I think the Bucks find a way. I think they get it oh, done here.
0: You're taking the upset.
4: I'm taking the upset. Oh, okay. Absolutely, but is it an upset? I mean, they're yes,
0: they're an underdog,
4: Frank. They're three. They're plus three at home. Yeah. Yes. That's right. yes. Okay. But are they though at home? Okay. Yes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I get my terminology. man. I, <laughs> what happens is the oysters. It's it's, it's affecting me and my so the the tobacco, tabasco or tobacco. I don't oh, smoke. But I,
0: we don't know. I don't that.
4: smoke. I swear to God, I vape. No, I don't. I don't do any of that. I really don't. Mom. Um, Tampa Bay. Kevin Belanoff is on the show. Likes crunch time. He likes Tampa Bay. That's his strongest play of the week.
1: Plus the points. Yeah. Okay. Sprinkle a little Tampa money Bay. line, maybe. Yeah. I, I threw that out there, but I am.
0: You know, I I just, I really do want to bet Tampa yeah, because it just feels like Sirianni has lost that locker room so badly that this is just, this is a a march to the end. And the fact that if Philadelphia loses this game and goes out after having the one seed within the grasp at the beginning of December to, hey, we just had to beat Arizona and the (laughs) Giants and we would have gotten the two seed to... Whoa! We lost to Baker Mayfield and the team we beat by three touchdowns earlier in the year in the playoffs. I, I I never thought Sirianni could actually get canned. Yeah, but if they lose on Monday, Sirianni, I think is they they have a decision.
4: Pete Carroll, Mike Vabel, wow, (laughs) Bill Bill
0: Belichick, Belichick. yeah, right, right, yeah. Well, it won't be Nick Saban. By the way, we didn't talk about this on your show at all today. Who's getting the Alabama job? Do You have any idea? No, I don't. I have no clue because the guy who I thought was going to get it was Lanning. And landing out this morning, puts out the video. He's no. not going anywhere.
4: Yeah, no clue. And then the, uh, someone mentioned Kirby Smart the other day, and I'm going, Kirby no Smart? Ch- no chance. I know. He's a Georgia I on top of it. I don't know why they – because <laughs> he was an assistant under – Yeah, no, I under, get it. Like, yeah, be, but be, be I, Kirby.
0: He's not going anywhere. There was a rumor that Kirby might go to the Falcons, which I actually think would be actually stupider than going to Alabama <laughs> if I were Kirby. Could
4: Georgia <laughs> beat the Falcons? You never <laughs> know, right? <laughs>
0: they might, might have. Uh, I'm sure Chris would love to answer that question at some <laughs> point. Um,
4: yeah, I, I Alabama job, no clue, man. I mean, I think – No one's even really studied that. I don't think anyone really did a lot of research because they're like, he's not going anywhere. He's not retired. Well,
0: there were some rumblings about a month ago and everyone kind of just discounted it as like, oh, there's no way unless if they win the title. Well, that was
1: the whole thing, yeah. If they win this this year, then he's going to retire, right? Yeah,
0: it's... it's the most like, like these NFL jobs that are open with all these right. big names are out there are fascinating. But, but again,
4: the other thing with Saban though, you know, there's it expands to twelve teams. He's going to be in there. He'll, he'll be in the top twelve every year well, as long I as mean, he wants like, to be there. Here, he could have had another run in him. For here, sure.
0: Here's the problem with the guy who 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 comes after Nick Saban. And I was talking with a good friend of my own who hosts radio in St. Louis. He's like, I it, I don't want this job. Yeah. Even though it's Alabama, like Nick Saban had only lost three games one time. Wow. That's one time right. since 2008. They haven't finished outside the top 10 since 2008.
4: Yeah. It's, so it's if you just have
0: your boilerplate nine and three and ranked 14th in the country, that's the walls are caving in on your program True. problem. Yeah. It's a like, high pressure it, job. It's a disaster yeah. to take that job if you're, if you're, uh, uh, a, a guy like a guy uh, even like if dabble left clemson i think he'd be a disaster at alabama personally yeah. but um we'll see all right before we go alex you have anything on uh on any of the uh stuff going tonight hockey nba
1: no my two hockey both moved so
4: nothing nothing on the current numbers i really like the cavaliers and brooklyn nets game
0: okay uh over no, i don't know what the we're not doing this
4: wait what we're not doing this right
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing this it already. It already happened today.
4: Oh, went <laughs> uh, under. Thank you, God, Sean. I was looking for something. but no. Yeah,
0: game one under. Cavs win big in France. Uh, Santa Clara. I, I feel like I said this every Thursday, but Santa Clara will take the points with Santa okay. Clara tonight. You said that United. last week too. I, believe. I did. They did. They, they yeah. covered. They covered. They got yep. there last week. They ended up winning as an underdog actually in that game. And I also at a, at fr- at a, at a venue that you probably like the name of here, Frank. At uh, yep. a Jenny Craig Pavilion, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in yep. San Diego. Yep, I like the Toreros of USD plus the points against San Francisco tonight. Okay, so we're taking a pair of California underdogs in the WCC, as was intended on January the 11th.
4: 2024. <laughs> <laughs> because like it's Chandler a waxing moon or a waning moon today. I no, don't we're know. not was doing it? that. Oh, I'm not but... doing that.
0: That's Ryan's. Sad. I can't. I can't <laughs> jump on his toes. For that. Do
1: you want to remind everyone Jim's place? I did actually take that um, over for the FAU and Tulane game. So
0: uh, Alex just took FAU over. Uh, That game is about to be underway. Uh, Southern Miss. I just want to make sure that Southern Miss hasn't started yet. Uh, They have not. So over 141.5 on Southern Miss and Louisiana Monroe for Jim Root. Then plus three, good to plus three on Michigan State tonight against. Illinois, and then lay the six with the Terrapins of Maryland against Michigan. That was where Jim Roots plays
1: today. Very good.
0: Love it. Alright, that's all the time we have. Frank, thank you. Alex, thank you. John, Ryan, and I don't know where Jerry went, but thank all four of you <laughs> here today. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you again tomorrow, Football Friday. Myself, Vinnie Malula, Chris Andrews, and maybe a little bit of Alex White tomorrow at 2 o'clock Pacific Time here on Sports by the Book.